Censored. <laughs> you can't even right, stop. Yeah. Shall I just? Right. No. Okay. Wait. No. <clears throat> well. 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 Um. <laughs> what, what is our thing called again? Uncensored cinephiles. Uncensored cinephiles fans, welcome to the doctor's sleep. Amateur, uh, absolutely amateur. All right, we'll start again. Hold on. No, I think we should continue. All right, we're with gonna this. start again. I thought no, that no, was... we're, we're going with it. Hold on. Okay. All right, break. Okay. Well, well, well. Welcome, uncensored cinephiles fans, to the Doctor's Sleep Breakdown with Bianca and me. Yeah, we're in the same room. In person, we're in the same room this time. Look. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, don't. Um, yeah, we're, we're here and mm -hmm. in person, like yeah. actually talking. Yeah. No green so, screen for me. Yeah. I'm not in any bathrooms like and I was. We kicked it off by watching the romantic comedy Doctor Sleep. 
Yeah, I was. Yeah, romantic comedy. Yeah, that's the one way of describing it. Is that what you took of it? No. What was your take of Doctor Sleep? Creepy ass film. Creepy ass film, right? Yeah, that's my actual what? take. So you were pretty creeped out by it. Why? What was the creepiest part of the movie to you? Oh, mm, I probably think the stuff with the baseball kid. Baseball kid. Yeah, but people like will know what I'm talking about, won't they? If they, I hope they've watched the movie. When the vampire demon like people come in, the like, true not people, they like try to extract his steam. Yeah. And then they're all like. true not was in the book since you read the book um it's the same as they say in the film they're like an ancient group of people who are like nomads who have been around forever and they just live for a very long time by taking this the essence of special children mm -hmm. uh, which they call steam and they all have sort of strange abilities so yeah. like Snake bite to Andy. She can sort of like, min like hypnotize people. I guess maybe like make them sleepy and. They call her a pusher. Yeah. Right. So she's able to like push people to do things that they wouldn't normally. Do. Yeah, and then there's like right. um, others that can locate people. I think that's what Crow Daddy is supposed to be. Is like a locator, um, and not. Yeah, what was his special power, Crow, the Crow guy? Well, he's supposed to be, in a book, he was like, like, locates people. Oh, that's what he did yeah. in the book? Okay, yeah. Because they didn't really, was. like, expand upon that in the movie, right? No, they didn't really sort so. of, like, that's the whole big thing in the book is this, like, countdown where they're getting closer and closer to where um, Alba is, and there's, like, a race against time to sort of, like, Danny's got to go find the glove and bring it back to her and it's like a in the book it's a long long more it's a, it takes longer and it's like very tense and well put together and like but i don't think you really got that in the film no, no but no, it was no. a really long film yeah but we watched like what the director's cut did we was it was a i don't know uh, yeah you were well, you you were like well, we're gonna watch the one that you purchased, which was, I, I saw it as like three hours. I was like, yeah, it was long, yeah. It was very long. Like, I didn't know it I was a different version than the, the original. The, yeah. the Shining, like tw nearly twice in that span. Are you sure it's that one compared to The Shining? The Shining is like two hours. Really? Well, less than two hours, I think. Yeah. Well, there's so many like storylines in Doctor Sleep that all are like. Yeah. There's like a lot more people in it. Like with The Shining. Yeah, just it's like, like an isolated few, you know, mostly Jack and Wendy and Dan. Yeah. Danny. Whereas here you've got a whole. 
Well, although the so characters that you, they do have, you do are like utilized. The Shining more than this movie, yes. Mm, Doctor yes, Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But we both like. I think everyone likes The Shining more than Doctor Sleep. Apart from probably Stephen King. Compared to most sequels that aren't made by like the same director, made mm. much much later, it's actually not that bad a movie. No, like, it's quite good in a way that it, it doesn't like try to dismiss what happened in The Shining. Mm. It kind of tries to bring that in and have like, and I think I think it does work well to some extent, but then it becomes like a whole thing where it just feels cheap to me and yeah. gimmicky. But I thought the the start of the movie was a lot stronger than the ending. Like the yeah. scenes with him and with Dan and Wendy after the overlook. I I really liked those scenes. Like I I thought. You, you know, I kind of want more of them because I want to explore their trauma, especially her trauma. Mm. But I don't think we got a chance to. Did they explore more of that in the book? With um, they had yeah, space? Dan, Dan's sort of um, issues with alcohol are far more explained in the book, and yeah, it gets quite dark in places. Like they sort of did it with the the when he goes to steal the woman's money you know, the woman he picks up in the bar and the baby but there's more of it like there's the baby's got been abused and stuff by um not by the mom but by someone else and he can see like bruises in the baby and the baby's like trying to grab cocaine and eat it um, uh, it's like a, a big thing is he's he's constantly like thinking about that baby and how the baby was saying like candy like trying to grab grab for it yeah. and that's like a recurring thought that like was worrying him yeah about and that, that comes yeah. up in the the book repeatedly and then i don't know whether it really what i don't remember but in the book the woman that he Deanie or whatever her name is she warns him about rose the hat but i don't think that happened in the movie she tells him to watch out Cool. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's like a tie-in. Yeah. So that lady knows about Rose that. So Doctor Sleep's like really a dark movie because of the things it shows you about like the knot. And you kind of mm -hmm. accurately describe them already as like this group of sort of, they don't like. You watched Empires Rise and Fall? She hit the gladiators in Rome, sailed across oceans to new worlds. While you fed on kings and princes and popes, they wrote myths of you and made statues. And they trembled in their villages and beds and It's not like they see themselves as, like, any one, like, nationality or anything, mm, right? Yeah. They're kind of just, like, roaming, like, elites that are the, not uh, worried I about the, the police. the best way to describe them is, like, parasites. Yeah. Because, yeah, well, yeah. or, like, uh, lotus, uh, locusts. Yeah. You, you know, like, 
um, they just sort of a swarm of something. Yeah, I, and there's a couple interesting things about them that kind of like tip off like someone in the conspiracy theory movement to what they probably are, mm-hmm. with being depicted as. Um, one of those things right away is the the Freemasonic top hats. So like. If you go to freemasonry.com or like their websites, you can see on there, and I'll add the to the screen, whatever. But like on Freemasons' own sites, they talk about like the highest members of Freemasonry wear like these black magic-looking top hats. So like this is something that's like been well associated with Freemasonry. It's like right in your face with this like movie with like Rose wearing it and also like the ties back to like black magic and like mm. witchcraft with like those mm. hats like obviously yeah it's interesting kind of like right. a few of the characters that are in the film <clears throat> like you have the magician at the birthday party he's doing tricks with the hat and it's like the very first thing that we're introduced to Rose as a character is her pulling things out of the hat yeah so like you're wondering why I'm wearing such a funny hat <laughs> I always wear this hat so much it's a part of my name now my friends my very very best friends they just call me Rose the hat it looks like a magician's hat it is it's a magic hat and there's like magic and witchcraft yeah. all kind of like sewn in right mm. from the beginning mm. And then, like, interestingly, so, like, when you look at, like, what they do, so, like, it's kind of hard to explain, but, like, in the uh, conspiracy world, there are people that believe in what's called, like, adrenochrome. Okay, and what adrenochrome is, it's an actual drug that you can, like, look up online But basically, like, the thing for me with it is I don't know if I believe in the conspiracy or not because, like, you can go to a store Mm. and you can buy an EpiPen, which is for, like, people that have diabetes, I think. Yeah, yeah. And if you break open the EpiPen inside there, you can extract adrenochrome from EpiPens. Right. So, like, you can literally make adrenochrome in a lab. So, like, if you wanted to make adrenochrome as, like, a drug that you could use to hallucinate, like, technically you could just make it in a lab. So, if that's the case, why would they abduct children to, like, extract adrenochrome from children when that leaves, like, you know, a legal, very sticky situation? Like, you like you have a, a person you're abducting. Like, it's, mm. like, a major crime. So, like, why would the elite do that if they can make this stuff in a lab? That's always kind of been one of those things for me that kind of debunks the adrenochrome thing. But there's been a lot of people that have come out. <clears throat> Some of them are very sketchy people, like mm. uh, Robert David Steele, who's, like, a complete CIA, like, let's not get into what he is, but he's one of the people who made these claims. And his claim, and other people have claimed, that what the elite do is to get adrenochrome from like children mm. what they do is similar to what you see in Dr. Sleep pain purifies steam fear too so 
You understand? <laughs> So where like they torture the child in order to create steam hmm. in doctor's sleep, what they think they do is they adrenalize the blood of children by torturing them through like rituals, and then they extract the blood when it's adrenalized and yeah. or the hmm. adrenochrome from like the spinal column. Yeah, I feel like the the thing is, it's like <clears throat> what happens to children you know like with human trafficking and sex trafficking yeah is horrible anyway but this seems to be like um i don't know it's like almost like that that's kind of they're downplaying that by making up mm -hmm. stuff not making up stuff because we well, can't verify it but like almost downplays what actually happens that we yeah. can prove. and that's like the worrisome part about um, it, right? Yeah. Because it's, like, it's like, why would they even do this if they can make it synthetically? Yeah. Right? And then there's like very little evidence of like cases of this mm. being prosecuted. Mm. Right? Like there hasn't been like a ring busted or something. It's not like the Epstein thing mm. where we have like Yeah, this just feels you know what I mean? a, like, a bit like yeah, yeah let's but, I mean, I guess it's not outside the realm of possibilities, and I think what they're actually showing in um, the movie Doctor Sleep is not necessarily, like, adrenochrome, which is what most people in the conspiracy theory movement went with. I think it was more reference to this thing called blood libel, which comes from, like a much older tradition mm -hmm. that's been mostly associated with like Jewish communities in the medieval times where they would once every seven years they would take a child and perform like a ritual sacrifice of the child and torture the child and all that and then drink the blood of mm -hmm. this this was all like a thing that you can read about right mm -hmm. I think it's more reference to that and with, like, the cabalic nature of, like, the actual elite in our world, I think, once again, it's a movie where they're showing you in plain sight the worst parts of the elite, right? So that's why mm. I think this Dr. Sleep movie is, like, really showing you. And it's it's scary because, like, you're actually seeing it. Like, you mm. see the scene with the baseball boy, and that's probably... Yeah, which was, like... For me, the hardest part to watch, like watching that movie. Yeah. Um, I think it went a little bit too far in a way. Yeah. Um, and I'm not good with like anything that involves children being hurt in any movies. And I mean, I like it's hard to read it in the book, but in a way, you can sort of like I guess you can fast forward through a, a film. Yeah. You but in the book, you can sort of like just you know skip that chapter or whatever or in the book it's like you know just skim read it or whatever i think um in the film it's more sort of like visual and it's mm. like you have not just the words on the page but you have like the sounds you have the music you have the editing you have all the elements of the film yeah and it's like or very hard to sort of like not watch it if you know what I mean because it's so like you can shut your eyes Intense. and yeah and but you yeah. can still have the sounds which you know I found like even worse is the screaming you know and stuff um so 
I think the in for me, I found Dots of Sleep kind of scarier for that mm-hmm. because in The Shining, it's a disturbing movie and it has some very like, but it, it's not scary in a way like of supernatural scary, you know? Yeah. Like um, Kubrick's not really interested in the horror elements of a ghost story. He's it's more depth to it. Whereas I feel um, director of Dot Sleep, I think is Michael Flanagan. I don't know what else he's done. Um, <clears throat> he must have done other things, but I can't think of what he's what else he's done. But to me, like it seems like it's a film, it's a horror film, and it's all about get, generating those scares. And some of the scares were like, I think I said to you, like the whole. The stuff turning, the lights turning on. I was like, yeah. that's not scary. To me, that's like a ghost turning on the lights for me. I'm like, thank you. I can yeah. see what's going on. You know, it's scarier to be but in the dark. But it's like that because it gets like. But it also felt like a bit of a video game, right? You yeah. Know, like, I don't... a little bit, yeah. Because, well, I mean, it, for. <sighs> Like, a modern movie Mm. that's trying to, like, give the nostalgia fans, like, you know, the Mm. old boomers that like The Shining, that want to watch this. We like The Shining. Yeah, I know. We boomers. I know, but we're we're boomer (laughs) adjacent. We're boomers boomers at heart. We're we're, we're close. We're on the the borderline, (laughs) right? But, like, for those old nostalgia fans and stuff like The Shining, they had to put a lot of, like, stuff into the film just to kind of, like, make those people happy that want to just, like, see a sequel to the... You know, like, they're expecting in the sequel to Shining to see, like, the twins. Right? You know what I mean? Like, that's just, like, they want to see, like, Room 237 again. Like, there has to be something in Room 237. But it kind of downplays, like... The actual monsters of of the, the overlook. Oh well, of of Doctor Sleep. The actual monsters, which are the true not. Yeah. I feel it takes away them, who are more disturbing and frightening, because we do have groups of people that go do go. I mean, yeah. they're not like energy sucking vampires, but they're. Well, I know. mean, in. The kind of, like, I think, because, like, the ghosts of the Overlook and The Shining were kind of similar. They were, like, parasitic. They fed Mm. off, like, your weaknesses, right? Mm. And, like, they were representing of, like, the parasitic class, the, Mm. like, you know, Prince Andrew-type class that, like, sits over society. Mm. And now in this new one, like, the knot is very much representative of, like, the the new kind of, like, elite that are out yeah, there. Yeah, so, like, the Mark Zuckerberg type Yeah, of like, they're more... people. Yeah, they're, like, you could see them all at Burning Man. Yeah. But when they go, like, when Rose goes to Burning Man, she's not going in, like, what you and I would go to Burning Man in, which is, like, a rented cheap RV. Mm. She has, like, 
the five million dollar RV mm. with like custom tapestry and like mm. all that stuff in her RV, you know. So she's more like when Jack Dorsey goes to the Burning Man, right? Mm. And he dresses a lot like that. But like interestingly, during the um investigations into the uh P-I-Z-Z-A-G-A-T-E stuff. Hmm. When I took a look at people like, um, you know, Izette Folger and, you know, the Maccabees and these people that were like, they were like the Ghislaine Maxwells, right? Like the R.C. Handler, if anyone knows, can't really get into that name. Um, but, like, if you looked at them and the people they were hanging out with through, like, Walter Pierce Modeling Agency mm -hmm. and these other, like, very strange modeling agencies, this is the type of gear and getup they all kind of looked like. It was kind of like that weird sort of hipster Burning Man yeah, look. Yeah, like, bohemian sort of, like... Yeah. Yeah. Very unassuming type mm. thing, but like still wealthy. Like yeah. if you knew the label that they're wearing, it's actually like wealthy clothing, but it mm. looks like shit. Looks yeah. like hipster grunge kind of stuff, but it's very expensive. Kind of like the stuff we saw today. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that garbage like, we saw in, the, yeah. in Copley. Where <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like traffic pants. Yeah, like you two crazy. can dress up like a workman. Oof. Um yeah, it's kind of, I want to just say, going back to Rose, um, yeah. as a villain, do you think she's, like... Alright, she's a great villain. Yeah. Yeah, because she's, she's very much, like, that sort of, like, that's how, like, Lucifer would present himself to you. He doesn't come to you as, like, an angel of darkness he represents himself as like an angel of light so he'll be beautiful like mm. she presents herself as like very attractive mm. right so it's like this whole like mm. disarming you with the attractiveness while bringing you in for the kill yeah i found her right? the scene at the start of the movie very disturbing where she's like with the little girl and then yeah the little girl turns away and then all of the true knot are just there mm -hmm. and they're like they're getting closer and closer that without actually like you seeing them moving yeah and how like the the sort of interaction between her and rose it seems really nice at first and then it's like that really sort of it goes it's very disturbing and well hi there where did you find those? I know all the secret places. Join point. I think um, the scenes with her, like when she's in the movie, are far more interesting. And the rest of the movie feels a little bit, I don't know, like it all feels a bit of a rush to get from one plot point to another. And when with her, it's like clearly she's more of the interesting character yeah that wants to be explored yeah 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 it's a, i think like the whole like rose character is very interesting especially with her ability to do like astral projection mm. where she can remote view yeah which is something those that... scenes are really well done uh, it's like the she's like floating and they're like you know traveling 
in that aerial sort of way. Mm -hmm. I thought those were like um, really, really like well done and like believable, right? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Felt, that felt really good. Like, uh, not felt good as in like it, it, it felt like good in sort of like yeah. um, pulling you into the movie. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I really like that actress because she's also like in loads of other things. That she, I don't know. Yeah, she's in Transcendence. Okay. And Dune. And Dune? Yeah. What is she in Dune? The mom. Oh, really? That's yeah. the same person? Yeah. She has this, like, weird ability to sort of, like, yeah. come into a character, like, blend into a character. I did not, never, I did not realize that. Okay. It was yeah. interesting as well. Did you sort of, like, notice with her, like, accent? She, Rose is supposed to be Irish. Yeah. And she does like hints of like an Irish accent that was coming through. I did notice that, yeah. 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 But like, I, I actually thought it was an Irish actress, what like mm. that was trying to hide her accent. Uh, I think watching it was, the like, film, but it's away like but she was adding it. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. To sort of like show her like roots, or guess, and like also sort of imply how old she is because it's like her accent's almost disappeared. Uh, okay, so when we covered The mm. Shining, yes. we noticed there was a lot of like symbolism in the background mm. and stuff, right? Mm. Okay, well in this film, there's a lot in the background again that would reference like monarch mind mm. control. I didn't really pick up on that. You didn't pick up no. on it. Okay, so in one of the scenes where he's in the bedroom of the little girl. Hmm. Behind uh, Danny on the wall is the butterfly, uh, right? right? And hmm. then in her bed, all of the um, like stuffed animals hmm. and other stuff she has are all like characters from Alice in Wonderland. Oh yes, I did notice a, a white rabbit. Yeah, all the little characters hmm. that are better from Alice in Wonderland, and <clears throat> there's like. Um, a unicorn on the wall as well hmm. which goes back to another one of their common symbols they use to but represent this, this, this stuff. This is the thing though because these are common things that are like in every child's little girl's bedroom yeah. like is that just like us if it was of, like, like projecting yeah. onto it or do you think it, will, it is meant to be? No I think it's definitely meant because like the little girl is clearly like having the abilities and stuff that mm. like she's like special she's not like you know she's like Danny in the first movie where he had these like unlocked abilities mm. mostly through trauma mm. and you notice like her abilities are mostly unlocked through trauma as well mm. like when she has like the traumatic experiences is when she starts gaining most of her yeah, new powers yeah that's true she starts right? like becoming more and all yeah. around her like her even on like the the kitchen and the the kitchen like has this weird like kind of yeah. baphomet looking character on the fridge which is really strange like 
That's like weird artwork for a kid to bring back. I'm not sticking yeah. that on a fridge. That's like, oh, that's lovely going in the bin, sort of. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I thought they did a really good job in this one of, like, going into more of, like, the um, psychic abilities that, like, you know, stuff that, like, Project Stargate and other things we're looking into and like there's been documented like because the soviets were looking into that stuff mm. so like the american intelligence services started looking into like astral projection and like mm. remote viewing and all these things and these are like legit programs that were like actually proven to like exist in some cases so like it's interesting it's in this film hmm. which is a sequel to a film that everyone thought was full of symbolism about this stuff hmm. and now this movie's just like straight <clears throat> confirming it yeah yeah I, I mean i the only sort of things that i was noticing were like little like the house that alba lives in was not like 1980 mm. 198 was the house number which is oh yeah the original Shining, you know, was released in nine nineteen eighty. Yeah, but and see, that's important because like these gematria things are mm. big for them, right? Right. Uh, yeah. So that's definitely like a that's definitely like a legit reference, like because the house is the same year The Shining came out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right, and then there that's... was like a street that was called Elm Street, which nightmare on Elm Street, which you know is all about like things coming into dreams and stuff and that lots of sleep sort of like whole thing about dreams being invaded because that's kind of like what happens at the true knot they kind of have like oh, rose has that sort of ability to invade dreams and steal memories and yeah, things yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, I wanted to talk to you about the characters because mm -hmm. I mentioned that some of the characters in the book aren't necessarily like they're in the film but they're not really like in the film yeah yeah, yeah. so there's a mention of alba's grandmother okay um who's like a kind of a big character in the book but she's not really in the film at all i think she's mentioned because she's like the mom has to go away to look after her okay um but the she's like the one that sort of is trying to I don't know, like, encourage Alba's, like, abilities to shine in, or, like, you know, trying not to dismiss it, but, you know, sort of, like, get the parents to accept it's part of who Alba is, and she's religious as well, and there's a whole thing about her dying and stuff, so that was, like, omitted from the movie, which is... I don't know why they would, I guess time and there's a lot of characters already, so. Yeah. Um, and then there's the, um, gosh, I can't remember his character's name now, but there's the pediatrician, um, who's Alba's pediatrician, I can't speak, her doctor. Yeah. Who's like a big character in the, in the book and is the one that goes to help Danny and, um, the other dude whose names I've forgotten. Uh, Bill. Bill. Yeah. Billy. Who oh, is yeah. a much older character 
in the book. In the yeah. book, because I'm meant to be an old man. An old so, white guy, right? I can't remember. Well, like, yeah, but it's, they're um, like diversity hire. We're switching it up. <laughs> but it just seems like really odd because, like, yeah. his oh, and um, yeah, the the dad is killed, which doesn't happen in, in the book. Yeah, in the book, and that really kind <coughs> of like pissed me off because he like supposed to be watching his daughter. And then he goes off to, I don't know, what, have a, a, a smoke or a pee or something, comes back and she's got, like, crow daddies there. Yeah. It's like, and he doesn't even do anything to, like, attack him. He's just, like, useless. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about, because that scene drives me nuts. Yeah. So they set up an ambush. Mm-hmm. All right, this is obviously, we're obviously well past spoilers. Okay? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Right. So they... <laughs> They set up an ambush for. Uh, maybe we go back a little bit further. So, mm. the girl makes contact with Rose in the grocery store, mm. right? And Rose sees her house, mm. and she knows Rose sees her house. Yeah. Right, and then the next night, Danny goes to the the place where they killed the baseball boy. Mm. She's just home with no one guarding her yeah at all well, with these people Billy, Billy is meant to be guarding her yeah but in so, the movie there's, there's no one no guarding. One... she's just there alone yeah and Billy and Danny are out digging up baseball mitts of some kid they already killed yeah Which and I, then I, they go all the way anyway because it doesn't do doesn't do anything and then somehow Danny and Billy then go all the way from the baseball field mm all the way to her house mm. before the knot get there? Yeah. How does that work? What, you know, see yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. There was m- and then they get there and they're like, smart idea. Let's set up an ambush for the knot mm. and leave the girl in the house where they know she's at. Yeah. And it's a, it's much better when they like do it in the book. It's more like elaborate sort of thing and like the dads with them as well and like yeah it's like when they shoot them it's like more of a you see more of an impact like they don't mean to do it it's like a big trauma sort of thing that happens you know and it's like a a far better scene because Alma is left alone but she's meant to be with her friend and then decides to go home because um, she thinks it would be better to go home. She thinks she's like tricked them enough, and then that's when she gets kidnapped with um, Billy. So it's like Billy gets kidnapped too. Yeah. With her. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's all makes more sense. Like that makes so much more sense than how they did it in the movie. I kind of just feel like maybe they shouldn't have done it as a movie. You know, and maybe done it like as a, a, a mini series. Because it's so long, hmm. and there's like so there's much so there much to... like, like left out. Yeah. And I feel like you just don't know Danny really as a character, like as an adult. Um, I feel like you got to know him a lot better in the book, in The Shining, hmm. than the movie. In the movie, he's just kind of like an extra. Hmm. You know, I mean, he's important because of, like, you know, the symbolism and everything, but, like, 
he's not like the main character of The Shining. No. Right. But like in Doctor Sleep, he did, he it's his novel. It's meant to be his story. Yeah. And I don't feel like again with the movie, I feel like it shifts attention and focus to Albert. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, like you just don't really feel very much for him. I feel like the scene that they were trying to get you to have like a emotional connection when he goes back to the overlook and um, meets his dad, who's now the bartender. Ah, uh, yeah. I yeah. just felt that scene didn't really work for me because we hadn't seen them have a relationship in The Shining. Something warm to push away such unpleasantries. Don't you want to hear about it? She was your wife. I think you've mistaken me for someone else. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it just, I don't know. I think the, the hardest weird. part about that scene was like, not having Jack Nicholson yeah. in it because you had to either do CGI or get someone that looked like him. Mm. So they went with the look-alike, but the whole time you're watching it, you're just like, that's not it's Jack like Nicholson. Kind of a man tries. Valley yeah. sort of thing. It's like mm. you just you just know it's not him. Yeah, so yeah. it's like even like they tried real hard and they did okay but it's mm. just the whole time you're watching you're like it's not Jack Nicholson but the woman who it's not Jack who Lawrence, was playing Wendy she did okay yeah like I thought you look at her and you're like okay that's Wendy but you yeah. don't look at Jack Torrance and Dr. Sleep yeah. and think Jack Torrance I also felt like the kid who was you think like that's play, a knockoff yeah. version of Jack Torrance well I thought the kid who was playing Danny also didn't work because he seemed yeah. a lot older he was a little too um, like skinny in the face yeah. too. He was a little bit yeah. like yeah he didn't look like Danny I just really felt like when they were trying to re like recreate certain scenes from the original movie. I, that really distracted me to kind of like felt, you know. Like, yeah, they should have just <laughs> used the original scenes. Well, maybe they couldn't. Probably not, but. Yeah, I don't they know. They should have. Maybe just it's made okay. a deal. It might be a case that the Kubrick estate still. The Kubrick estate was like, you're making what movie? <laughs> Doctor Sleep, and they're like, you know, Stephen King wrote that after the movie came out, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like trying to retcon things. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Doctor the, the I think the interesting thing about the movie Doctor Sleep is it confirms a lot of what people like me speculated about The Shining. Mm. So, like, I said that, like, you know, The Shining ghosts are actually demonic entities that are there to like hmm. try to suck the life out of people special huh they're not special they're starving <laughs> That's literally what they are in Doctor Sleep. Yeah, which is... But the one thing that doesn't make any sense to me is... So they did, like, a really good job with, like, the boxes. Like, you know, mm. Danny locks the ghosts yeah. in these, yeah. like, boxes in his I mind. liked that because when we see it, it's, like, starts off as one box and then you see it in, like, down the maze and it's, like, loads of... It's, like, a dozen 
different boxes. I thought that was really clever. Yeah, and I think that's pretty good representation mm. of like how people like Deal bury trauma and traumatic yeah. memories and things. Mm. So I think for people that like had those types of traumatic experiences yeah. and they see how they depicted that in the film and that really resonates with them. Mm. Um, but what I don't get is like, so in the original Shining, the ghosts like can't physically actually do anything. No, really. no, they're just there to. Yeah, they. I mean. Yeah. They're just. The lady in the tub kind of gets blamed for Jack Torrance's like sexual assault on Danny, mm. right? When everyone really thinks, including you, that it was Jack Torrance in Room Two Three Seven. Um. But in this new movie, all of a sudden, not only are the ghosts, like... Possessing Danny. They possess Danny, don't they? Oh, yeah, and they possess Danny, like, a physical... And, like, they're able to, like, literally attack. Forever. And ever. And ever. Yeah. Rip rose the shreds. I, I did find that really creepy where like their hands were going into her skin that really yeah. creeped me out yeah so uh, it was definitely creepy it was a good yeah but it just didn't make any logical sense with what we'd seen previously yeah like how all of a sudden are they mm. all of a sudden able to like literally eat people and like if that's the case why in the hell would <laughs> you go there if you're Danny yeah Hello, Danny. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, because he doesn't end up making it in the movie. No, because they had, to, they getting... had to go back there, though, didn't they? They had to. Yeah, get, I know like, they had the, to go back there. Do fan service. I know that, but like, it doesn't make any sense in like terms of like. I told you, I told you what my biggest problem was: the fact that the, all the stuff was still in the hotel. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit, we've had this debate, because, like, <laughs> you're not used to paranormal, like, haunted places where they literally do this, right? They're, like, so shit-scared that they're, oh. like, that's it, we're out of here, we don't, we don't even bother to, like... Do anything, we're just gonna take close anything it up. with you. But that has happened in places, like, there's, like, insane asylums, as I was telling you, like, the one in Connecticut, mm. where they just locked the doors and everything was just left. So now it's just an abandoned insane asylum that's te- you're not supposed to go in, but all types of ghost shows go in and film in there all mm. the time, and all the stuff's just in there. So that's that is a feasible thing that could happen to a hotel that's like, like up in the mountains like that. I feel like they re- they didn't close it when there was like the murder of like that whole family, but they're gonna close it for like. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like well, maybe it's a movie. Maybe too, we right? should close this now. Yeah. Well, in real life, it's not closed. You can go to the Stanley Hotel and yeah. like stay there. So. Yeah. Romantic getaway. Yeah, very romantic getaway. <laughs> Keep you up all night. Oh god, <laughs> that's terrifying. I don't like that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Like for me, like there are elements of the movie I quite liked, mm-hmm. and I think it is interesting with the true knot. Yeah. And. I just, I really wanted just more of them, like, do you know what I mean, sort of exploring them, because I feel like in the book it's, you spend a lot more time with them and you obviously have things told from Rose's perspective, like it switches from Dan's, it switches from Halvard and it also has a Rose 
and it feels like um, one of the things that they explored in the book, which didn't get mentioned in the movie, is that the true knots start to die after um, contracting the measles from the baseball boy. Yeah, you said this. Yeah. yeah. Because they're, like, very ancient, right? Yeah, and so they, like, it's, like, a new variant, and they don't have, like, the immune system to... See, they call them a family in the movie, but are they, like, actually family? Like, they actually blood, or are they, at, no, are they just people that they just sort of like, join together? Mm, in this it's like thing. a cult type of thing, isn't yeah. it? It's like... Yeah. Because, like, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, the Illuminati in a way, because, like, they've been around for so long, they're a family thing, and the only difference is, is like, <laughs> the the powers that shouldn't be in like our world don't mm -hmm. live to like that long but they do extend their life by doing stuff like so like Peter Thiel who's this like Bilderberger so like you know remember the Bilderberg Hotel Group people he's one of them which is what The Shining I think was like showing and like, he does blood transfusions of young people in order to keep himself younger. Like, this is not like... Yeah, a, like, how do you know that? Because he's talked about it publicly. Why so, like, you he that? literally takes blood from young people and has it injected into himself to replace his own blood. Because he thinks it makes him live longer and stay younger. And there's all these other people that are, like, a part of the like upper class like Rockefeller and Soros and all these guys that live to be like a hundred something years old mm. they do it by getting like all types of organ transplants so they have like all types mm. of other people's younger organs mm. keeping them alive so they kind of are like the true knot mm. like it's li you know what I mean like they're literally living longer by sucking life force out of other human beings so it's kind of <laughs> Yeah. In that way. Like, kind of creepy. Is that yeah. what Stephen King's referencing, kind of, a little mm -hmm. bit? You know? It's definitely... Yeah. Hmm. Another thing about Stephen King we talked about a little bit was, like, do you think Stephen King writes all his books? <laughs> no. I don't think so, at all. Because <laughs> it's, like, um... The amount of material that he's produced over the years, like, yeah. You wouldn't be running out of ideas, wouldn't you, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... There's no way like, he's written all these books. Some of them, and they don't... They don't even have the same writing style, some of no, them. No, some of them are so different in terms of, like, one's a mystery, one's a straight-up horror. I mean, that's not... You know, I, I actually prefer his, like, more mystery crime-based ones. Mm. Not straight horror films. Uh, yeah. Like, straight horror novels. But I definitely feel like... Um, I don't know, like, with Stephen King, um, yeah, it's, like, the, it's not always consistent, no. you know? So, so one thing I, I, you said in the book, mm. the Overlook Hotel, which obviously couldn't be in the book because in the Shining book it gets blown up, mm. right? So, there was no hotel in Doctor Sleep for them to go to at the end of the the book, which mm. at the end of the movie, they go back to the Overlook, and it mm. ends with Danny blowing himself up, which makes no sense. 
Because I guess it was like, oh, maybe. Brutus, stop that. <laughs> Maybe that was like for Stephen King. Like maybe he was like, yeah, you can make my, you know, you can have the rights to the book um, to make the film, but you have to make sure that the hotel actually gets blown up this time. Yeah, like the hotel's like, got to go up in flames, yeah. right? So maybe I, what I don't get is like, okay, so if the ghost mm. in the book, you say they go after and kill Rose. I can't remember. You're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> but, like, how do they do it? If they're, like, where know, were they? They're just, like, in a field? It's like, no, no, like, in the parking lot. It's like, I don't know, it's like a nature place now. So, like, they go back and it's just, like, nature? It's like a... So, like, um, running around outside and Rose shows up and then, like, the ghosts know, eat her? I don't really remember. Now I can see why they changed it. Because this oh, is, like, weird. I didn't... I'll have to reread it. I can't I'm going to write Stephen it, King a letter on Twitter. I'm just going to go harass him on Twitter. Don't, don't harass Stephen King. <laughs> He's got enough on his plate. Were the, were the bush animals back, at least? No. No? No. They, they, weren't, they weren't there. No bush animals. It was no, just the ghosts running bad. around the wilderness yeah, yeah. of where the overlook was. Yeah. That makes no sense. Well, I didn't write it. You put me. You're trying to like accuse me of it. No, I'm not like, accusing you of nothing. I didn't write that. I would have written it completely differently. Oh, huh. well, yeah. yeah. We have other movies that we will write way better, like yeah. Booth Boys. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you to tell too much about that. Yeah, but That's no one, secret. no one's gonna know what that is. They're gonna be like, no. what? Yeah, yeah, one exactly. day, one, one day, day they'll know. They'll, they'll know. And they'll be like, oh yeah, I remember when they kind of mentioned that once. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, just before, I wanted to talk about another Stephen King um, movie that we saw recently, Misery. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about Misery? Well, you were really creeped out by that. And obviously James <laughs> Yeah, James it was Cann a very has, creepy movie. James Cann has recently passed away, so yeah. I, I thought it might be like, you want to, like, throw a misery mm, thing like in a, there? Like, bonus feature. Misery mini-review. What do you want to talk about misery? I just was watching Dr. Sleep, <laughs> and I kept thinking I would prefer to be watching Misery again. Oh, really? I like that movie a lot more. It's so creepy. It's, it's so, so creepy. Good. It's like... I don't ever again, want to watch that movie again. Again, a, a strong female character who happens to be... <laughs> She hobbled um, the guy's villain. ankles. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't even escape. It was like torture. It's awful. It's great. Movie. She's creepy, that lady. Yeah, it's so, she's it's, totally it's creepy. It's a bit weird how Stephen King can like write female characters to be really creepy. Yeah. Like uh, like this villain his female villains are really I don't know. Yeah. Something going on there with Stephen King. Yeah, I don't know. But he's he's very, very strange. Mm. That movie Misery is very strange. Yeah. It would never happen in the modern day because now everyone has, like, yeah. GPS and, like, he would have been found within, like... I told you, like, she would be a fan of his TikTok videos. Oh, God, make, right? make TikToks. I TikTok videos. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, oh, should we just mention that people um, 
what people how people responded to our previous shining video well yeah i mean that's why we're making yeah but i thought there's yeah. been some interesting sort of feedback so, yeah. yeah yeah go ahead um <laughs> oh, uh, i just gonna say like people have you know mentioned certain things um it's gonna be just cut out because just cut out because you can't remember I what they said. Remember what the, I, I could see it. I could yeah, see it. we need it on the screen because yeah. they were good comments. They were good comments, and now I can't remember. Right? No, you can't remember them. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh. I'll cut this bit out. That's fine. It don't matter. Anyways, no. So I mean, we had a bunch of good comments, and mm. you know, we were looking through some of the theories, which I think some of them, like when you add them to like you know the various parts about like the paranormal stuff and mm. all that and we add that to this doctor sleep film i think it like confirms like what a lot of you and i said about mm. the shining and then it confirms a lot of like the various theories that people were dropping like in our chat because yeah, no still there's nothing about like the chair that can in doctor sleep which can be backed up well, Dr. Sleep, I thought it was really interesting because they almost completely took the twins out of mm. Dr. Sleep because that was like a Kubrick thing, the twins. Mm. So what did they only appear in? They only appear in Dr. Sleep at the like very end of the movie. Yeah. And um, they're just with the other ghosts. Yeah. So they don't have any like prominent... So... Are they actually part of the Overlookers' real ghosts? If they're real ghosts, then who are they? Because they're not the Grady, well, I mean, I the think... Grady children. They're yeah. someone rightly mentioned in the in the comments that the, they're said to be eight and ten. Yeah, they're not meant to be twins. So why are they then in yeah. Doctor Sleep? It doesn't make sense then. Well, I mean, I think they had to put the twins and Doctor yeah, Sleep. Yeah, I understand why they put it because in. Because they're now so prominent in The yeah. Shining. But they almost got no mm. mention in Doctor Sleep at all. They weren't... Like, the lady in room 237 gets a ton of, I feel like, like the, screen the, time the, the in Doctor Sleep. The twins would have been far creepier. And the twins... Because the first things that Dan... Sees in the movie yeah. The Shining, and like this is all about Danny, and Danny has like a ton of experiences with the twins in The Shining. Yeah, but I think one experience with the lady in two three seven, even though the, that's more foreboding, right? Because he's like, it's something about bathrooms, which is always very creepy in movies. Have you noticed this? Like this. Well, because like, there's mirrors, right? Right. And mirrors mm. are like once again like. When the uh, little girl, Alba, wants to see where Rose is, mm. she goes up to her window, because it's a mirrored window mm. now, because outside's dark. Mm. So now it looks like a mirror. And then Rose, when she's trying to look back, goes up to the glass. Yeah. Right? Because that's also almost a mirror. Mm. Like, the way it looked, the way they made it look in the film, it looked like a mirror. Yeah. It's definitely right. like, yeah. The, the whole mirror thing is... And then water is yeah. another thing that's like... So you have that both in a bathroom. 
Yeah, and I think as well, you're very in a bathroom. You're very vulnerable because mostly you're naked. And And, and that's like. And normally, there's no way out of a bathroom. Yeah. Except the door. Yeah. So it's like a dead end, Mm. right? Like once you go in, you're stuck in there almost. Yeah, I just was like thinking about how many films that I've seen where, like, bad stuff has happened in bathrooms. You're never going into a bathroom to just like. Have a good, you know, good time. Good time, yeah. Generally, it's not a good time <laughs> like, to go in there. Especially good. if there's a camera following you. Yeah, it's never a good going time. Going in the shower, it's yeah. like psycho sort of thing, isn't it? <laughs> so, what else about Doctor... There's so much about Doctor Sleep. I thought the scene where Snakebite, like, hmm. tricked the, um, the pedo into the movie theater and then, hmm. like bit his face I thought that was actually kind of you know she was carving yeah yeah yeah. I I thought that was interesting but the only problem I have is the times are all wrong in the movie which is yeah yeah that does seem to be yeah let's mention that because I think I think there's I can explain I think why they did this so the stuff with snake bite Andy that happens in the 80s yeah, in the book. And in, the, in the book. And then um, the stuff with Dan when he goes to the... Uh, I forgot what the town... Um, but he's there for like 13 years. Yeah. All the way that... All the time that Alba's grown up and they're like having like their sort of friendship through like little messages on mm-hmm. the, the chalkboard. And then... Um, Albert is meant to be like a baby when 9-11 happens and mm-hmm. she like cries for ages before the incident happens and they don't know why she's crying so much and then once it happens she just goes completely quiet uh, and that's interesting because um coast to coast am which does like kind of conspiracy mm-hmm. stuff they actually documented, like, I heard it once, like, one of their guests was talking about it, how a whole bunch of people that were sensitive mm. prior to 9-11 had, like, premonitions of 9-11. Mm. Like, a lot of sensitive people that could have foresight, like, actually did have this, mm. like, experience. Yeah. So maybe King... This was written after 9-11, yeah, right? Yeah. So he might have known about that. Hmm. And like well, incorporated it's that. It's something that he references quite a lot <clears throat> in his work. Nine Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's been other um, books that have spoken about it. I think if you ever read Cell, which they did, I've seen the movie. They did the movie. It's awful. It's utter it? garbage. Oh, yeah. The book is so good. Oh, yeah. The like the whole stuff that happens in the book like they think it's a terrorist attack and they're like is it 9-11 is it like that when like all this stuff is happening with like people being activated by the phones and going around killing each other and stuff it's like so well done yeah I'll Um, have to go and watch that but yeah I mean I get why King would sort of like reference all that sort of stuff because it's like a major part of modern history and it is like blending reality and horror together you know mm-hmm. but um yeah so 
I feel like all the timing being out in the movie was distracting for me because I feel like um, Snakebite Andy was meant to have more of an established role within True Not because obviously it's been like 20 years or so. Yeah. Or, or 20, 30 years. So she's been with him for a while. And in the movie, it was like eight years. It's just, yeah, just under eight years, yeah. Yeah, so... So why did they do a cycle of every seven years, right? So, like, <clears throat> the knot kills the violet girl, mm. and then seven years later, they kill the baseball boy. No, it's not the case, because... It's not? It says 1980 at the start of the movie, which is the violet girl and then the baseball boy is meant to be much sooner because Alba witnesses it when it's happening which isn't yeah but she's like little when it happens right no don't think so or is it when she was older I think it was when she was older because yeah it happens when she's older okay so it's not a seven year cycle but in the book though it does, um, the boy does go, like, missing, and it's been, like, a few years after he's gone missing that she finds out about him. She sees this picture in, like, one of those missing kids sort of thing, yeah. and, like, picks up on it, and then through just seeing his image is able to witness what's, like, what happens. Uh, so she didn't see it live? No. In the book? Hmm. So, but I, I get what you're saying like the seven it would have been interesting if there was a seven year cycle yeah because that would tie right back to the blood libel thing mm. because the blood libel thing's done every seven years mm. so if it was a seven year cycle that's just another mm. hint to that mm. but maybe not mm. <clears throat> um, one of the other theories out there that people put out that I don't agree with is that um the Violet Girl in the beginning is representative of Madeline McCann. Right? It doesn't even look like her the, at yeah. all. It doesn't look like her at all. It's nothing like it's what not, actually happened. Yeah, nothing about it similar to the story of McCann. And the one reason people say it's her is because the girl's name is... It's like Violet McGraw. Right? It's just... And they're like, Violet is a flower, Madeline's a flower, and then their surnames, McCann and McGraw, are it's, like It doesn't similar. even make any sense. But it, th- yeah. it doesn't work. It's a, it's a trying huge... To force something. Yeah, it's like, like taking oh, something and stretching it way... Yeah, well, there's plenty of missing girls that are, you know... Yeah. But, I mean, technically, King did write the book well after the McCann mm. thing. But, the, but she's McCann not even a character like, in, in the book. Yeah, that, that, and this also, this story, the Madeline McCann thing, was big in Europe mm. and in England. It's a big story. Mm. Wasn't yes. a big... As far as I remember, it was never really huge no, in the U.S. No, I don't think it would be. It's which is where big. King lives, right? Yeah, so I so. think that's a real stretch to try and... But yeah, I think it's, I just wanted to kind of like debunk it just by yeah, saying like it it's, I don't agree with this as someone who's looked into this. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that theory. No, that's um, no. what other theories were there? That's a terribly garbage theory. So whoever came up with that, um, terrible. 
all of the like moon landing stuff there was literally zero references to any sort of like moon landing anything in Doctor Sleep yeah so once again I think like the moon landing thing from people think about with The Shining is Mm. I think the references to, like, NASA and all that stuff in The Shining are to, like, the fascist Nazi, like, mm. uh, Operation Paperclip infiltration of the U.S., mm. which is why you have, like, the Nazi typewriter mm. and stuff like that. That's what I think he's referencing with that. Yeah. It's like, look, NASA was infiltrated by Nazis. Mm. That's what I think he's trying to show. And there's, like... None of that in Doctor Sleep. No, like they don't show any. Of it's, it just wouldn't work that. anyway. Wouldn't you wouldn't be able to sort of like. Yeah, but this, they didn't even try to add the symbolism. She even puts her hand on like the German typewriter, but there's like no. Yeah. It doesn't have like any symbolic meaning. No. It's just there. You yeah. know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing it or something. But I I didn't pick up on it. Yeah. I didn't see anything in Doctor Sleep that kind of referenced that stuff. It was much more like tame on like the symbolism and yeah. Well, right. I feel like it had. I don't know, like mm. like the knot was more in your face with yeah. how they like abuse children, but like the like the stuff that you might see like in the background of the Kubrick film mm. wasn't really. Yeah, I felt like present. everything in. Like, The Shining, like, down to, like, posters on the wall, or the position of certain objects. Like, they're all done in a very deliberate, sort of... Way, yeah. Way. Whereas, this is... Like, that demonstrates, like, more control of the director, whereas here I felt like, you know, it's m more of a... A film made by a group of people, which is, film is that anyway, but what I mean is like Kubrick had the final word, whereas yeah. not sure, you know, whether the director of Doctor Sleep wouldn't necessarily have the final word or whether it be like the studio would have the final word. Yeah. Um, the other really weird thing about it that I'm thinking about it is remember the scene with Danny and he goes into like the psychiatrist guy's office mm. and it's like the exact same office as Holman. Yeah. From... But I don't I was hoping that there was going to be more of that. Like Like these like yeah, why why did they even do that? Well yeah. Like why And then is... he never comes back into the movie, which is really frustrating because that is like a major character in, in the yeah in the book. It's like And they stick him in Ullman's office in the beginning and he's literally giving Danny a job offer. Yeah. Just the same way that Ullman gave But it's ja but it's there's, different there's in no, many ways. Yeah, it's not like there's no sort of secrecy. It's like Yeah. I don't know. And he even has like the red hotel book. Yeah. On his desk and everything. It's got the American flag. Yeah. It, it just but felt it, really like... Um, why did they... I just don't understand. Why did they put him in Ullman's like, office? It's like, oh, we're being clever. 
you know. Is that all it was? That's what it felt to me. It's like, ah, we can recreate it as much, you know. Oh, remember it looked like this in the original movie? It's like... Yeah, but it's almost like they wanted you to get... It's distracting. Yeah. It's distracting. That's what I... You think they were just doing it for nostalgia? Like... Yeah, clearly. Like, here's Ullman's office. Yeah. Here's a job offer, like, Mm. to start the movie out, like, kind of... Yeah. I don't know, yeah, it was, it was weird, yeah. Just saw it, it just didn't And then they, they tried to incorporate, like, the, um, the scenes where, like, when they're going to the hotel and, like, mm. you have, like, the demon sort of floating mm. over the car as it's going to the overlook scene, mm. right? Yeah, the, um, aerial sort of, like... The aerials, dun, dun, yeah, 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 dun. but they didn't have the music. No, but they tried to add, like, some... Similar music. music. But it wasn't the same, oh, like... Just, it just didn't work, though. Creepy Native American yeah, sort of chanting. what's interesting about, like, the start of The Shining, it's in daylight, and you yeah. have that music. And that makes it disturb more disturbing, because it's like... Yeah, even it's, in daylight, it's creepy. Yeah, because you have, like, the... <laughs> the sort of the... The bright sunshine, and then that music, it just, like, it's two things that sh- don't work. Yeah. It's like together, it's like really creepy because, you know. Yeah. So I just, that's what I found really frustrating with Doctor Sleep is just like the it's whole. Just, it's just not The Shining. No. But, I mean, in Which terms is, of mean, like. We're always going to, we're always going to like. Yeah, but I mean, compare Doctor Sleep to like. Most horror films made. Like, today. Did, you, did you see the new Candyman film? No. Okay. Like, it's, it's, yeah, Mm. it's, like, it's not even, like, a good Candyman film. Like, it's just terrible. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, like, compared to, like, anything else that's come out recently, Doctor Sleep is, like, way better Mm. than 99% of the garbage Hollywood's making right now. Yeah, but. Right. It just kind of proves to you that, like. That we'll never have a filmmaker like Stanley Kubrick again. Well, no, yeah, definitely not. Kind of. Maybe not like that. I don't know. Like, we ever gonna get those types of classic movies again? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. I feel. But maybe we will. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. This wasn't it though. (laughs) But it was a good movie. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's okay, but it's. The, uh, the homosexual it, couple, Siskel and Ebert, would have given it two thumbs up. They <laughs> <laughs> were not a couple. This is a, you said this the other day, and I was like, they were not a couple. Well, you, were, what are you talking about? They're not a couple. They weren't a couple. I always thought they were a couple. <laughs> you just thought they were just like a, a yeah. actual couple who did the, what we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That they watch movies in the nude and then reviewed them for people on like we do. Right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. so we're at the uh, awkward moment where we have to end the podcast mm. somehow. Mm-hmm. So thank you all for watching. Mm. Uh, let us know what you thought down in the comments. Let us know what stuff we missed. I guess. Yeah. 
I'm sure we missed um, a lot with this one. Cause, yeah, like, I mean, it was the first time me watching it, really. So yeah. um, it would be interesting to rewatch it. I would go back and reread the book as well. Yeah, um, I'm going to read the book probably. So. Yeah. But I thought it was a good sequel to The Shining, and it really Yes, kinda, to the book, it was a good sequel. It wrapped up a lot of loose ends and things. But then sometimes you don't need things to have things wrapped up. That's true, yeah. 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 Um, so, what would you, you know, should we return to The Shining after uh, this? Yeah, I guess let us know what movie you guys want us to review next in the mm. comment section. Or we can just pick whatever movie we want to review yeah, next. Yeah. Or we can go back and do a part two of The Shining, if you guys want that. Mm. Now that we've seen Doctor Sleep. And we could do, like, um, maybe, like, talk about, like, The Ninth Gate, The Shining, <laughs> Eyes Wide <laughs> Shut, yeah. and this all in, well, like, one podcast. Well, it might podcast. be maybe watching Clockwork Orange. First. That, yeah, that ties into it as well. Yeah. Like... It's all, all very interesting how a lot of the movies are all sort of like... Yeah, maybe we it. do Clockwork Orange next. It hmm. could be yeah. a pretty interesting mm -hmm. one to review. Yeah. That definitely ties in with, like, the mind control theme. Mm, yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, thank you all for watching. We'll be back soon. Remember to like, subscribe, and... Comment. Share. Oh, well, that's two. <laughs> that, just do all of it. And subscribe twice. Like, go log off, uh -huh. log into your backup account, and uh -huh. subscribe again. And yeah. then log off, create another account, subscribe. <laughs> we got to get the numbers up somehow. <laughs> We're growing steadily. It's very, it's very good. I'm very happy with, like, yeah. how it's going. So, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, everybody. We'll be back soon. Bye. Bye-bye.